You are listening to Chin FM here on 106.9. That was your daily dose of the high noon news. Kim and myself are back in the studio once again, and we are lucky enough to be joined by Dr. Cara Miller, a lecturer in statistics here at UNE. She teaches Stats 100, which is a first-year unit. She has a particular passion for teaching, uh, particularly ecological statistics and supporting students in their studies and research, which is awesome. Her research interests include biological statistics, survey design, community analysis, biodiversity indicators popular dynamics, marine science and ecosystem management, as well as environmental policy. Uh, Dr. Miller, thank you so much for coming in and chatting with us. A pleasure. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. Trust me. So I guess the first question for students that obviously will be studying STAT 100 in trimester two of this year as first year students, or will have to study it at some point over the course of their degree, what exactly does this teach? What, what, What can they expect to learn from this unit? Well, it's a pretty broad introductory unit. It gets you... Uh, used to just basically what do you do when you've got some data you've done a scientific experiment or even things like predicting the weather or the basic how to deal with information Um, so one it's kind of um, understanding how you collect information so it's accurate and reliable and it asks questions that you're interested in finding the answer to yeah for sure but then we obviously have to delve in how to do that in a in a scientific way a way that we can prove whether it's you know it's an important result or it's just random um and we also put that together with nice figures and graphs and and all that as well um so what's the best thing about your job would you say um, I love the challenge of, of kind of unpicking a question that you're really interested in. Uh, it's one thing to go out and, and look at something interesting or, or measure something, but to really put all the clues together, it's a bit of a detective um, type of scenario where you say, I've got all the evidence, but does it really mean it's a new species? Does it really mean that they're linked to each other or, or that kind of thing? So I really enjoy that challenge. Um, yeah. Okay, that's awesome. superb. I guess to be a bit negative on the flip side of that <laughs> coin, uh, what's the worst thing about your job? Uh, I would say I'm a little bit lax on paperwork sometimes. Um, I get lots of papers that come across <laughs> my desk, lots of things that need to be to to be looked at. Um, and I, I'm not lumping in student assignments with that. That's yeah. part of teaching and part of giving feedback and, and helping students on their way. But it's the other bits of like administration that I drag my feet on sometimes <laughs> that I have to push myself to do. That is certainly understandable, that's for sure. Um, so what's one thing that your students can do to get a better grade? Well, the simple answer is to study. <laughs> that's uh, definitely a tip we would provide everybody. Yeah, but um, STAT 100 is a unit that is very sequential, so it, it builds from the start to the end. It's not kind of a, a bunch of topics that you can just kind of, you know, go into that, go into that. Each of them, you have to know what happened before to build on it. So that's something that happens to students is they kind of get into the unit and maybe they're a bit nervous and they look at it and, they're, oh, it's, it's not too bad. I can take another few weeks holiday. But obviously that adds up really quickly. And if you're getting towards the end of the unit and you really need to know what have ha- what's happened to build on the skills and to develop them. That's where it gets really, really challenging for students. Absolutely. So keep up with the basics, even if it's easy at the start, um, because you know at the end that will really pay off. Yeah, for sure, 100%. So I guess uh, another question in relation to STAT 100, is there anything that you can think of that everybody tends to think about STAT 100 that is just wrong? Well, I know there's rumours going around that there's a very high failure rate and that's 
That has no statistical basis. <laughs> That's good. It is okay. not. It is not that high. It's, it's on par with obviously the other, the other general introductory units. So so don't psych yourself out before you start. Um, but also, I think students think it's something that potentially doesn't relate to their degrees that are going on um, further along in their course. So, I mean, if you're going into environmental science, if you're going into biomedical science, uh, anything, the things that you learn in STAT 100 will really help you in those units because you have to keep looking at data. You have to keep asking questions and being critical about uh, any information that comes to you. So if you don't have the basics, you can't put them to practice in the subjects that you're really interested in and are a part of your degree. Awesome. Um, I guess from a personal perspective, um, just to get to know you as a lecturer a little bit more, um, what was your PhD in and what drew you to that area of research in particular? Well, it's quite different from what I'm teaching here. That's okay, um, usually I've, is. Yeah, I, well, I've got two, two areas of, of research. So my, my PhD was actually looking at bottlenose dolphins in the Gulf of Mexico wow. in the US. Wow, sounds really cool. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> um, i a marine biologist in the making. <laughs> yes, very much. That was my degree. And then uh, after that, I spent uh, eight years in, in Fiji and Papua New Guinea, Samoa, looking at a whale and dolphin, sharks, turtles in those areas. Um, so obviously that is excellent and that's still very much part of my research. But what came up was the fact that you can't just go and collect information. You have to be really smart about the types of information you're collecting. You've got limited money, limited time. So you want to really ask important questions and be collecting information in the right way. And then once you've got that data, you want to be able to use it yeah. because that's the way that you can build your scientific career is to say, okay, I found this out. So now, you know, proving yourself as a scientist, it's a key skill. So that's how I've got this weird sounding <laughs> mix of statistics and um, marine science, but they actually match really well. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so what was one thing you wish you knew before starting out at university? One thing I knew... Um, <laughs> you put me on the spot there. That's what um, we do. Or like, I guess like any tips that you can give to like first years if you're thinking back to like uh, when you started. I guess one thing that, that really helped me out because I was, my undergrad was in uh, biology, was knowing that the lecturers are, are quite approachable, more approachable than you would think. And if you're interested in the type of research they do, you know, don't be shy, just go up and say you're interested in helping them in field work or something like that. Um, and that's actually what I did, it, um, not to the, you know, kind of the later part of my undergrad, but it's what opened doors for going on with research because I had a little bit of field experience and I began to really understand what a job might entail. So it gave a completely different insight than just, you know, your studies in the classroom, but actually going out into the field and thinking about it and, and seeing what the job was like made a big difference for me. Awesome. Um, I guess uh, just sticking on the theme of remembering back to your undergrad days, um, with the benefit of hindsight, what's something that you weren't the best at? That I wasn't the best at? Uh, well, I was very good at keeping busy. Okay. <laughs> um, I actually did my um, undergrad degree over in the US. I was playing tennis on the university team, so I was playing lots of sports, meeting lots of people. But I'd say what I didn't do great at is eating as well as I should. You know, there was a lot of rice, <laughs> a lot of noodles. Um, and I think fuel for your body is really important. So no, if I'd been a bit more selective, that probably would have helped the brain work a bit more as well. Of course. 
I think many uni students at this point can yeah, you to think that. about budget rather than than looking <laughs> after yourself sometimes. A diet of meagering. <laughs> yes. Um, so, do you have a dream research location? Yeah, I, I would say I've already been to it. Um, one of my absolutely favourite uh, research projects that I've had is in um, northern Papua New Guinea, and it was just in a little island with. And no telephones, no satellite, no running water, just in the middle of nowhere. Beautiful, beautiful location. Um, we were up there studying uh, spinner dolphins, sperm whales, um, sharks and turtles as well. Um, and we used to, yeah, just working with the local people and the weather was fantastic. Uh, we saw so many animals and it was just like being in my own private <laughs> perfect location. That's fantastic. Do you um, have something that you're passionate about at the moment, uh, be it your own research, somebody else's research, or anything in daily life? Yeah, I guess one of the things that that is really on my mind, and again, it, it combines parts of my research, is that um, as we're seeing more and more climate change impacts, change to our environment, um, matching my skills, I'm really interested in how we're going to measure that, you know, how different countries and, and obviously having spent lots of time in the Pacific, I really want to help them kind of conserve their biodiversity. So trying to work with them on, on ways that they can collect information about their amazing species and um, habitats to try and conserve them because they're really quite precious. And at the same time, try to measure what different threats like climate change, pollution and everything is doing. So kind of working in that space to have some conservation science. Fantastic. Yeah, it sounds pretty cool. Um, is there anything you're listening to at the moment, whether it's like an audio book or like a podcast of any sort? Um, I do listen to, I do listen to podcasts, but uh, I'll have to take a, a bit of a pass because um, I have an eight month year old, eight month old son at the moment. So the so things that I busy. listen to, <laughs> Yeah, I, I've had to step out of uh, adult <laughs> entertain, you know, adult podcasts and stuff. So I listen to a lot of Roro Your Boat and I listen to Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and things like that. Um, it's just a necessity at the moment. So Of course. Um, I guess just on the subject of listening, do you have a favourite song? Do you have anything that you really enjoy listening to, or at least maybe before uh, the sun came into the fold? <laughs> no, I mean... Yeah, we definitely do have a lot of music on at our house. Um, my husband's Fijian, so we have a lot of happy island um, beats that go on at the place. Of course. Yeah, so we all kind of get around and dance to that. So I'd say some nice Fijian music is often on rotation. Super. Yeah. Let's see. If you had the chance to go to Mars, would you? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Why not? Um, as long as it didn't take too long. You hear, you know, astronauts being away yeah. from an exceptionally long time. So as long as it was a, a quick trip. Or maybe you could come Why back, not? like a round trip sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I guess um, the question we'll finish off with is, do you have a favorite time of day? Time of day? Uh, I do like the mornings. We get up reasonably early at the house. Um, but when everyone is up, they've had a good sleep. There's lots of smiles and, you know, the day is new and fresh and full of hope. So it's like kind of an early morning as we're having our breakfast and having a chat at the house in the morning. Awesome. 
Um, well, Dr. Miller, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, we really appreciate you sitting down with us. And with a bit of luck, it will help people feel a little bit uh, more at ease with studying uh, STAT 100. And I guess just to reassure them before you go, am I right in saying that if they do have any concerns or questions about the unit, they are able to contact you at any time? Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's we're always really happy to talk to students. Um, you know, we can come office calls, we can chat to you on the phone, we can even do Skype for all our online students. So very happy to chat because having a conversation is usually a really good solution. Of course. Well, again, thank you so much for coming in. And um, we're going to play you out with Taylor Swift. So you need to come down. You're listening to Tune FM on 106.9 UNE Student Powered Radio.